0: Roy Eugene Davis continuously encouraged us to perform our disciplines and practices as required for our Kriya Yoga traditions. He would often remind us that we should live a wholesome lifestyle, learn to control our thoughts and our moods, be an ethical individual, study the nature of consciousness, meditate regularly, and dwell in God's awareness. Be in that clear state of awareness at all times. Roy also taught us a number of techniques to enhance our practices. And he would encourage us to experiment with all the techniques. He wanted us to know how to do them, and also to see which particular technique would bring effectiveness to our practices, which one would best suit our temperament. If you're inclined to be more service-oriented or if you're inclined to be more focused in a temperament, one technique you might find would be more suitable, would be more effective in the use. And then I also recall Mr. Davis asking us to do a little self-evaluation, review where are you at with your spiritual practice from time to time. And you might recall if you've done some of his lesson plans Or even in some of his books, he would ask particular questions. And he might ask, how much time do you want to spend on your spiritual disciplines? And he would leave a little space for you to write it out. Or he might include a goal setting. What is it that you want to accomplish? What is it that you want to outline step by step? to meet your goal. And so you might look at, yes, I want to be spiritually enlightened. I want to be self-realized. And then he would have you outline steps of the commitments you were going to make, the disciplines, the practices you were going to implement to ensure that that would occur. If we review... One of the verses in the Yoga Sutras in the first chapter, and then the first chapter deals with spiritual enlightenment, with um, explaining or describing <clears throat> the levels of consciousness. And one of the Yoga Sutra verses in that first chapter says, progress of your spiritual practice is in accord with the intensity of your practice. Progress is based on the intensity of your practice. And then it went on to say, goes on to say your practice can be medium, mild, medium, or extreme. And if you were a beginning disciple, Roy would Roy Davis would recommend that you begin on a mild path. For example, You would say, do short periods of meditation regularly. On a daily basis, meditate twice a day. Just meditate 20 minutes. And the idea for this is that you establish a habit that you can reasonably do, and then to really focus your attention. Because when we first start, we're not accustomed to controlling the attention. The attention's going to wander, The mind's going to be thinking. And so if you set with intent and purpose of focusing at one point, and you do it for shorter periods of time, it establishes that more effective pointed technique. And then Roy would say, then after you do that for a number of weeks and you're established in the habit, increase it. Increase your time to 30 minutes. And then 45 minutes a day. And then eventually you begin to do longer periods of time. And Roy would recommend that we meditate periodically, sit down for an hour, two hours, three hours at a time to get into a really deep state and practice regularly and more deeply till we increase our time and get to that medium state. Even doing a mild form of practicing and meditating is very useful for us so whatever time you can commit you do and i was recently reading an article in our local newspaper about a school district who was checking in with their children during these uh, shutdown periods to see how they were doing this school district has a population of rather impoverished individuals And so in checking on their students, the students explained to the teachers that they were feeling a lot of stress, not just because of the shutdown, but their parents had lost their jobs. Their parents were in a state of anxiety about how do I put food on the table, how am I going to pay the rent, and this anxiety trickles down to the children. So the teachers decided that they would put a program together and teach the children who wanted to learn. They're all elementary um, children. And they taught them how to do a mindfulness practice. And they asked the children to just sit for 10 minutes every day and take a deep breath and relax. And then just watch your breath. Let the breath naturally flow and watch and observe if thoughts come up don't pay attention to them. Just let them come and go. If judgments surface, let those judgments go. Just sit for 10 minutes, observing the breath, and not focusing or paying attention to the thoughts that arise. And after about two weeks, the children reported that it was helping them, that they didn't feel as stressed out. So again, even a mild form is helpful. Um, The interesting part, too, is the children said they felt the benefit that they taught their parents how to do it. Some of the children had their parents sit and do the mindfulness practice, and this also helped the parents. The parents were saying, yes, I I, I don't feel as anxious. So meditation, mindfulness practice, just observing and being helps that central nervous system to calm down, and that's one of the not only benefits, but the criteria that sets the foundation for us to be able to flow and open to that pure awareness that we are. The extreme level of intense practice, I would say just turn to any spiritually enlightened individual and look at their life. That's extreme practice. We have our line of gurus. We can look at any one of them. Looking at Roy Davis's, he was probably the most focused individual I have ever met. And he was dedicated to God and to the truth teachings. That was his entire focus. In the commentaries on this Yoga Sutra verse, Roy states that an intense practice is when you let go of all unnecessary actions, all unessential matters are just discarded and you only do those essential actions and matters and that's how focused they are on the spiritual enlightenment path there the second verse i'd like to review in the yoga sutras is in chapter two and chapter two discusses the actual practices and disciplines that we should do on the kriya yoga path and the um, second verse talks about um, intensive practices. You do intensive self-discipline, uh, studious self-inquiries. It's the study of the higher nature of consciousness. And you surrender to God. So it's intensive self-discipline, studious self-inquiry, And surrender to God. And that particular quote reminds me of the uh, quote that Roy Davis used to use frequently when he got some advice from Yogananda. And I know all of you know this quote read a little, meditate more, and think about God all of the time. And so it's with this thinking about God all of the time or surrendering to God that I think some of our techniques can be very helpful. And if you look at your complete practice of reading a little, you can do a self-evaluation of yourself and say, am I doing enough studying? Am I reading every day from Roy Davis's book, the Yoga Sutras and his commentaries, or from any enlightenment information? On a regular daily basis. And if you're not, maybe you want to consider that as one of your goals. And then again, we talked about meditation how often you're meditating, is it frequent, and is it lengthy enough for you to experience that peace, calm state? And then the thinking of God or surrendering to God. Roy Davis taught a number of techniques, for example, being the observer just watching, being the watcher of what you do, of what you think, of what you say. So being the observer, being the witness of all that you are is an excellent technique to remove yourself from the involvement of the thought or the believer that you're the doer of the action. Another technique that Roy taught for... Being in the presence of God or thinking about God all the time is prayer. And prayer describes, the way Roy describes prayer is to pray in God, not to God, so that you want to be established in that peaceful, calm, clear state. And it's particularly useful to do your prayer, this type of prayer after meditation. And then you pray in God. You see yourself with that end result that you want. If you want spiritual enlightenment, you feel how that would be. You accept that that's what you are. And so that's a form of praying in God. Roy also indicated that when you pray, you should pray for something that is reasonable. That you know you can achieve. You know I can't say, oh, I want to go out and fly a rocket ship tomorrow. I'm not. I'm not trained. I'm not skilled. I'm not prepared. And then also that um, your prayer request should be necessary. So make it useful and necessary in your life when you pray for something. And then of course we can't just if. For example, if you wanted to pray for a job because you were in need of one, you establish yourself as feeling that you have that job and it's a good fit and you have the skill sets and that that's what's going to be manifested for you, then you need to take action for it. You need to apply. You need to be looking. You can't just sit on the couch and say, okay, God, bring it to me. So that's the form of prayer. It's almost like using creative imagination and it's an acceptance of it. And then there's the form of prayer that you can just talk to God. You can just have a personal conversation with God. And it can be done through saying affirmations, you can um, do chants or mantras. And you should try to do them on an ongoing basis so that no matter what you're doing, whatever task, activity, if your mind is wandering, rather than that, you talk to God. You make affirmations constantly. You do your mantras and reciting them in your mind. So in that way, while you are having the thought processes your inclination is to go towards that pure state of awareness. Now, obviously, if you can just bring that calm, clear state in the moment, no matter what you're doing, then that is the end result that you want. So if you can do it spontaneously, you go for the clear awareness. If you can't chant, do your mantras, do your affirmations, and that helps bring the brain and the training process into the clear awareness of God. Now, I remember a number of years ago, Roy Davis talked about um, being in the presence of God, bringing this clear awareness, and he mentioned um, a monk by the name of Brother Lawrence. Now, if you've run across his, little book called Practicing the Presence. Um, Brother Lawrence was a monk. I think he lived in the 1600s, joined a monastery, and he felt that the time dedicated for prayer and thinking of God was just not enough time in the day that he was spending so much time doing his mundane chores. He was assigned to work in the kitchen and, do shoe repair so he felt that there just wasn't enough time in the day for god and he decided to create his own technique his own process of being with god and so he said i'm just going to pretend that there is nothing in this world except me and god nobody else lives here nobody else is with us it's me and god And so all he did was he decided, I'm surrendering everything I do to God. Everything will be dedicated, and all of my thoughts, all of my actions, all of my words are going to be directly to God. So in this surrendering process, he would initially start and talk to God in different ways, and he would talk about, without you god i don't have the energy to do this task you know it is through your wisdom that i can figure things out and complete my necessary duties so he would surrender all of his love recognizing that it's god's presence it's god's love and every all day long he would dedicate his thoughts and his tasks and his deeds, all to God. And over a period of time, if things went awry, he would tell God, you left my thoughts for a moment and that's why it didn't work out. I surrender to you again. And the surrendering process really is about letting go of our ego or our attachments to our thoughts, our beliefs, the concepts that we live with so we're really just letting go of all that that we think we are that we've identified with and we're identifying with God so you can see over a period of time practicing this presence always talking to God always allowing the awareness to flow through and you surrender to that over a period of years Brother Lawrence says oh my gosh the state of joy and happiness I live with is just indescribable because he had finally hit that clear state of awareness and he saw nothing but God in this world. And he experienced that God realization. He tried to, Brother Lawrence tried to explain this to other monks and sisters who were interested in, He never approached anybody and suggested it to them or taught them. Only those who inquired, how do you experience this joy? How do you connect with God? And then he would explain the process. But he was patient. He was persistent. He never let down. And you can imagine if you do that as a course of your discipline, thinking about God all of the time, it's a very simple process just not easy it takes effort it takes a constant reminder so everything that you do you surrender to God and you think about God and you hold God in your consciousness the awareness begins to come through and it's clear and it's not muddled with those fluctuations in our thinking that takes us someplace else into the mundane world so it's actually a very useful technique And I would challenge you to take that up if you haven't tried it. Again, it's easy, just it's simple. It's just not easy. But it's a technique that certainly brings forth a whole different perspective as you practice it on a regular basis. Uh, This is one technique that doesn't require any more added time. You're doing what you're doing anyway. It's just a shifting in your thinking and in where you're placing your attention. And remember, your attention determines where your awareness is. If your attention and thoughts are on God, then your awareness becomes that, God awareness. It's also one that engages you in life a little bit differently. It removes you from those things that you are attached to, the thoughts, the being the doer you're actually shifting your perspective and your attention. It also helps discipline the mind from the thinking process. So it's very useful to to that end. You're no longer wandering as much as as you would if you didn't focus and be in the um, thoughts of God. So you begin to experience that indwelling in God. So I think it's good to review and do a little self-evaluation. Think about what in your practice can you increase? What can you intensify? Is it in the areas of doing our studies? Is it in the area of meditating more? The meditation is the basic teaching tool that Kriya Yoga presents because it does so many effective things to the physiology and the psychology and the opening of awareness, clear awareness, when you sit there long enough, deep enough, quiet enough to experience that clear awareness. Or it can be in the area of, can you do more thinking about God? As Yogananda says, think about God all of the time. Surrender to God. And surrender is a process of just letting go of your thoughts, of your beliefs, of your concepts, and just focusing on God all of the time. So I hope that you find it useful to do a little self review, a little self evaluation, and decide where is it I can enhance my spiritual path and enhance that ability to see myself for what I really am, a clear immortal spiritual being. Namaste.